Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Derek Anderson's Anger Management Counselor's Office, it's the Jana and the Sherpa show. <laughs> well, actually, it's the Fourth and Ninjas show with Jana and the Sherpa. How are you tonight, Jana? I'm okay, just, you know, trying to finish off all my leftover Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> Speaking of uh, turkeys, the Cowboys didn't acquit themselves too well, at least Roy Williams didn't there. No, but I mean, that wasn't totally unexpected either, unfortunately. Well, they could have. I, I, they made the game closer than I thought they would. I mean, I thought it would be close, but I thought New Orleans would pull away there, and yet they managed to keep it close and entertaining. So we actually got two decent games out of the three. I, I would say the Jets Bengals game wasn't all that interesting, but the first two were pretty yeah. interesting. So, I thought the Jets Bengals was going to be better than it was, but hopefully we'll get yeah. some uh, better games on tap this week. Yeah, it's weird. This week, I think there's a mixture. There's a couple really, really good games and a lot of mismatches, but we'll get to that. So, speaking of uh, the games, what are we what are we all going to be covering tonight? Well, tonight, as always, we will go through a somewhat lengthy injury report, <laughs> and we'll break down each game, analyze who to start, who to sit, and who to just cry about being on your team. Um, Vernon we're Davis. Also look at wave, <laughs> pretty much. We're also going to look at uh, some waiver wire pickups for this week and do a little debating, if time permits. We're going to be here from 9.30 to 10.30. That's Eastern time, as we are every week throughout the season. And you can be a part of the show by contacting us. You can uh, email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. Or you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. We want to hear your opinions. If you have any uh, fantasy questions, feel free to shoot them our way. I uh, keep an eye on all that stuff throughout the show. You can also visit us at the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog if you can't get enough of us during this one hour, which I'm sure you can't. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. There's always funny stuff he's posting over there as well. Um, I guess we should just get right into our uh, benching and injuries and all that good stuff. <laughs> I think we should have a special tonight. If if there are any Jacksonville Jaguars fans listening and they call in, we'll get them on the air right away. You see, I, I think there <laughs> there aren't any Jaguars fans, that those are all just extras, you know, actors that are hired to fill the stands there at their home games. Oh, I don't yeah. believe that. Are there any actual Jaguars fans? So if somebody wants to prove me wrong on that, please call us up and uh, let us know. That, and if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, too, you can call us up. I mean, you can call us up no matter what team you're a fan of, but those two teams in particular, if you're a Cardinals fan or a Jaguars fan, we want to hear from you and, and tell us how you're keeping your interest up in the season because it's sure not based on your team's performance. But anyway, let's, let's get All right, on with let's the get injury. right into it. Um, Let's start off with the quarterback carousel, which is continuing to spin and change uh, like musical chairs each week. Uh, the Raiders quarterback, Bruce Gredkowski, uh, there are reports out that he separated his shoulder on Sunday, uh, supposedly a grade three separation. He's definitely not going to play this week from what it seems like and could potentially miss a few games. Uh, so Jason Campbell's going to get the start there in Oakland this week, uh, but check back for sure later in the week since it's not technically official yet. Uh, I'm sure that makes Jaguars you really fans, happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of Jaguars fans, David Garrard uh, has a wrist injury on his non-throwing arm, though. He had x-rays and MRIs. Everything looks okay, so he should be good to go for Sunday. Ben Roethlisberger was limited at practice today with a sprained right foot. He's walking around in a protective boot, but he's definitely going to play this week, barring something totally unforeseen happening. Lions quarterback Sean Hill didn't practice today. He's reportedly got a broken index finger on his throwing hand. He's in a splint. He was just hanging out on the sidelines, not taking any reps or anything. They're saying that he could be done for the season. He's definitely not playing this week. Drew Storen's going to get the start. That'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> over in Tennessee... Kerry Collins is looking to return this week. He did practice today. He's still got a lingering calf issue. 
He's going to try to play Sunday. I would check back on that, but if he can't go, it's going to be Rusty Smith again. Also, Vince Young had successful thumb surgery this week. Uh, Again, he is out for the season, though, but that did go well. Colt McCoy over in Cleveland. He's got a high ankle sprain, as does every quarterback who's even gotten within spitting distance of the facility, it seems like. He is very unlikely to play this week. It's actually looking like he may not even play for the next few weeks. Likely Jake DeLome gets the start. That is, again, not set in stone. That's something you should keep checking on. Derek Anderson's going to remain the starter for Arizona, even though his performance lacked a little something last week, but he still Except has in the press shot. conference. <laughs> well, we know he's got a lot of, of anger. Maybe he can channel that into the game this week and hopefully improve some. Moving on to wide receivers. Guys on his own team. Yeah. Well, moving on to wide receivers. Packers wide out Greg Jennings. He strained his foot Sunday. He did not practice, but he generally doesn't practice on Wednesdays. He should play this week. Falcons wide receiver Roddy White has a knee issue, mispractice, but again, he's a guy who plays for injuries. That shouldn't be an issue. Terrell Owens mispractice today because of illness. There's plenty of time for him to recover. Should be good to go for Sunday. Mike Sims-Walker in Jacksonville has an ankle injury. He missed practice. Keep an eye on him as the week goes. He's kind of touch and go right now, um, but he's hoping to play. Uh, Detroit wide receiver Nate Burleson's hamstring limited in practice today. He probably plays this week. That's another one you need to check back on, as is Atlanta's Michael Jenkins with a quad injury. was very limited today. Hopes to play this week. Texans' Kevin Walter with a calf injury is questionable for tomorrow's game. Uh, if he didn't didn't get a ton of practice in today, I don't know how close he is to playing tomorrow, so that's something to keep an eye on. Dexter McCluster in Kansas City is hoping to return from his high ankle sprain this week. He did return to practice. Adrian Peterson, the sprained, sprained ankle hurt around the world, it seems like, is questionable. The MRI revealed no damage. He should be okay for this week, but Toby Gerhardt may get his time to shine again. Uh, Frank Gore fractured his right hip on Monday night. He is done for the season. He was placed on IR today. Brian Westbrook and rookie Anthony Dixon will take over, and maybe Brian Westbrook returns to form. Buccaneers running back Cadillac Williams is questionable with a rib injury. He did not practice, but he's also behind the Garrett Blunt, so that may not be a huge issue for you fantasy-wise. Tampa Bay's tight end Kellen Winslow with a knee injury didn't practice, hoping to play this week. Jeremy Shockey is also hoping to play this week and return from his own rib injury. He's missed the last two games. Lions tight end Tony Scheffler hoping to play through another rib injury. <laughs> he was limited in practice today. And Texans tight end Owen Daniels is definitely out for tomorrow night's game at Philadelphia, should return next week. Look to Joel Dreesen as a replacement for this week if you need a filler. Eagles wide receiver Riley Cooper is questionable with a knee injury for tomorrow. The Giants have a whole plethora of wide receiver issues, with Steve Smith likely going to miss another game this week with a torn pectoral muscle. Uh, Hakeem Nix is also not playing after having a procedure for his compartment syndrome in his legs. That went well today. They did sign wide receiver Michael Clayton. He'll be the third receiver behind Mario Manningham and Derek Hagan this week. Uh, as for the San Diego roundup, Malcolm Floyd, Vincent Jackson, Antonio Gates, and running back Mike Tolbert all missed practice today. They are all questionable, but running back Ryan Matthews did practice. Uh, Saints running back Chris Ivory is battling shoulder and knee injuries. He's questionable for this week. Brett Favre did not practice today, not a shocker, with ankle, neck, shoulder, and a sinus infection. <laughs> he will, of and course, play Yeah, and in other news that's not actually exciting or different, he also says he will definitely be retiring come this season's end and that maybe he'll become a reporter. (laughs) Cowboys running back Marion Barber Barber strained calf did not practice. He's likely not playing this week, potentially not next week as well. Looked to shard choice there. And Miami's Brandon Marshall was limited in practice with a hamstring injury. He's very questionable, and that's something you're going to need to check up on come Sunday. And congrats to Drew Brees for being named the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year today. Yeah, that's that's very impressive, especially for a guy who's in as many commercials as he is, that he still has time to play football. But, hey, one quick thing about Sean Hill with that index finger injury. What do you think happens mm-hmm. if you ask him to show it to you? <sighs> 
<laughs> I don't know what happened, Sherpa. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm just wondering what he would do in response. I mean, it's hard to say. I guess you should find him and ask him. <laughs> I'll I'll do that while you read the injuries next week. Oh, well, now that we've finally gotten through that, we can get right into the game analysis, if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. So, first game up tomorrow night, the Thursday night game, Houston going on the road to Philadelphia. And I think this is going to be a fairly high-scoring game, but I think Philadelphia is going to get back on the wagon, and I think they're going to beat Houston by 10 points. I'll go with a final score of 34-24. Um. I I don't know if I necessarily think this is going to be that high scoring, although my dad and brother hope it will be because they're going to the game tomorrow. Um, I think Philly wins handily. I think maybe they win by 10 points. Um, Sorry, Matt Schaub. I know that you're one of my favorite quarterbacks, but I just – the wheels have totally come off in Houston, and it's making me just confused, as it always does every year. Um, Fantasy-wise – I would say you can use Matt Schaub, but I would only look to use him in a two-quarterback league right now. Um, Definitely start Andre Johnson. I would say no to Kevin Walter. He's got that injury, may or may not play. Um, Either way, I wouldn't start him. Yes to Arian Foster. I would say no to the tight end, no to the defense, but yes to the kicker because I think that's how they're going to get the majority of their points. All right, on the Philadelphia side, I think quarterback Michael Vick is going to bounce back and have a good game, so start him. Start running back with LaShawn McCoy. Start wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and uh, Jeremy Macklin. Start t- tight end Brett's, Brent Selleck. Start the defense. Start the kicker David Akers. And maybe even start wide receiver Jason Avant because I think they're going to rack up a lot of points. So that's that's my take on that game. All right. Short so, and sweet. <laughs> yep. Now, on to the next one. So let's take a look at first the early Sunday games. We've got Jacksonville going to Tennessee. You know, Jacksonville, you know, they, you know, they, they really won two games that they were, were quite lucky to win when you, you know, count a 59-yard field goal and a Hail Mary deflection. You know, they could easily you know, have two more losses you know, and be four and seven or whatever instead of six and five. But uh, I, and I'm i not too impressed by Tennessee either. Their quarterback situation's a mess. But I think that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kerry Collins gets the start this weekend over Rusty Smith if he's well enough to play. And I think he's going to get just enough done through the air that Tennessee wins this game by a field goal, 27-24. I agree. If Kerry Collins plays, I think Tennessee can win this game. But if he doesn't play and Rusty Smith's back in, I think Jacksonville wins. Jacksonville's a team that I just I don't understand how they have as many wins as they do. It's very much like the Chiefs. I'm confused by their records. Um, but fantasy-wise, there's some value to be had here. You can definitely go ahead and start David Garrard, but only in two quarterback leagues. I know he was kind of hot earlier in the season, but he's sort of tapered off of late. Uh, I would say yes to wide receiver Mike Thomas. Maybe to Mike Sims-Walker, again, battling injury. If he plays, probably go ahead and start him. Uh, obviously start Maurice Jones-Strew at running back. Uh, tight end Mercedes Lewis, I always start. I'd say yes to the kicker and no to the defense just because I agree with you. I think there's a fair amount of points scored here. Um, but I I think this will be a close game. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be something I'm excited to watch just because I think no. it's kind of the wrong reasons. Yeah, I think there's if you're if you're a fan of ground games, I think there's going to be a lot of running in this game. But if you like to watch... Uh, Hail Marys and long passes in general. I don't think either of the quarterbacks on Sunday are going to give it to you. So for Tennessee, the only real starts that I like there, the only uh, people I would recommend are running back Chris Johnson, the Titans defense, and kicker Rob Baronis. I'd say maybe to Kerry Collins or Rusty Smith, whoever starts there. Maybe to wide receivers Randy Moss, Justin Gage, and Nate Washington, just because I don't know from week to week who's going to get the targets there. And tight ends, both Scaife and uh, Jared Cook are also maybes for me. You know, Scaife is questionable with a neck injury. Jared Cook uh, filled in quite admirably for him last week. And if I knew he were starting this week, I would push him up to a yes. But since we don't at this point, I don't. All right. Makes sense. All right. Moving right along, we've 
got a rematch of that opening week game where Calvin Johnson had the the second act. Well, now the the Bears and the Lions get their second act, but I think much like the first act, I think Chicago's going to win this game, and I think it's going to be 28-21 Bears. If Sean Hill or Matt Stafford were quarterbacking in this game, I would definitely pick Detroit, but I just can't against Chicago after having the big week they had last week and the total uncertainty in Detroit right now. I have to agree. Chicago wins. I think they win fairly easily. Um, I think you you have to start Jay Cutler. you got to start Johnny Knox. Maybe Devin Hester. I'm not really thrilled with what he's been doing so far this year. Johnny Knox actually has twice as many yards as Hester has right now, and Hester's the second leading receiver on the team, which is a little scary. Um, but depending on how your league scores, Hester may be of some value to you. And Earl Bennett really is only a flex option in my opinion. I'm not huge on him right now. I could, I'd say go ahead and start Matt Forte. I'd start tight end Greg Olson. And I'd even start the kicker and the defense. I just don't think Detroit puts up too much of a fight. All right. I I think they'll, they'll make a respectable showing. So I would go ahead and start uh, Drew Stanton, assuming that he's the quarterback. I would start Calvin Johnson and Nate Burleson, who, as Jana mentioned, is questionable with a hamstring injury, assuming that he plays. And I would start tight end Brandon Pettigrew, and I would start the the um, you know, and that's it for them for the uh, starts. I would say no to running back Javid Best and Maurice Morris. I'd, I mean, um, Aaron Brown. I would say. Uh, no to tight end Tony Scheffler with the rib injury, even if he does play. No to Dave Rayner or whoever's kicking for them this week. No to the defense. And then I would say maybe as a flex option, look at Maurice Morris or uh, Bryant Johnson. But, yeah, this this game, uh, kind of like the Tennessee-Jacksonville game, I, I don't think I'd really want to watch it, although I obviously hope there's some fantasy value to be mined there. Yeah, um, let's keep rolling on to Cleveland-Miami, which may be another game that could be close, but not exactly thrilling to watch either, although it depends on who quarterbacks, I think. Well, who's your – I actually don't think it depends who's quarterbacking. (laughs) I'm going to take Miami to win the game 27-21, whether it's DeLome, whether it's – McCoy, whether it's Seneca Wallace, whether it's Jamarcus Russell or somebody off the street. I, I, just I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. I think, I I think, think Miami wins. I think, I think Miami wins. I don't think Cleveland can score 21 points with Jake DeLome quarterbacking them. Um, it's likely DeLome under center. If Colt McCoy were playing in this game, I might be a little more excited about Cleveland's prospects. But uh, quite frankly, do like I don't think – uh, I don't think Jake DeLome should be on anybody's fantasy team, but if he is, I'd really only use him if you absolutely have to. Um, Could you imagine if you had a two-quarterback league and you were starting Jake DeLome and Derek Anderson? Um, I would imagine that you have no business playing fantasy football. <laughs> or at least no business being in your league's playoffs this year. Um, I would say I'm really only okay on Muhammad Massaqua. I would say absolutely start Peyton Hillis. Maybe on tight end, Ben Watson. No kicker, no defense. I'm not excited about much of what's happening in Cleveland right now. For Miami, Chad Henney seems to be back and healthy, so I'd start him against what passes for the secondary in Cleveland. I'd start Ronnie Brown. I'd start wide receivers Devon Best and Brian Hartline. I'd start the defense, and I'd start kicker Dan Carpenter. And I'd say no to Brandon Marshall. I think, you know, he's, as you mentioned, he's questionable with that hamstring injury. Even if he's back at practice today, I just have a hard time believing he's going to be at full speed by Sunday. And maybe to Ricky Williams and tight end Anthony Fasano. Um, I, I would say only use Chad Henney if you're in a two-quarterback league. I don't think you should hang your team's hat on him. He's still kind of reluctant to run if last week was any indication. Makes me a little nervous. And I love Chad Henney, so we'll see. I guess I'm a little more optimistic about him than you are. So <laughs> speaking of optimistic, yeah. Washington at my beloved New York Giants, I very rarely 
predict a blowout in any game, and especially with the Giants' wide receiving core being a mess now. I mean, heck, if you're signing Mike Clayton off the street, Michael Clayton off the street, you know, things, it's pretty desperate times. But I just don't think Washington matches up with them at all. It just seems like anything they do well, the Giants do well on defense, and Washington just doesn't have much of a defense. I actually think the Giants are just going to steamroll over them. I'm going to go out and predict the biggest blowout of the season that you'll ever find me predicting. I'm going to say Giants 45, Redskins 10. I don't think it's going to be quite that lopsided. It's no secret I don't like either of these teams. So if I had my way, nobody would win. But <laughs> It would but be, a, and it would be do... a scoreless tie in overtime, which would be fitting since Donovan yeah. McNabb would be quarterbacking. Well, I do think the Giants will win. I think they probably win by maybe maybe as much as two touchdowns, but I don't think it's going to be super huge of a difference. You don't think they're going to win I, by five touchdowns like I do? Nope, not even close. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like I like the what how the Giants are able to piece together wide receivers, but I don't like Eli Manning. Um, Fantasy-wise for the Redskins, I would say – only use McNabb if you have to. The matchup is atrocious, and quite frankly, he's not that productive even in good matchups. So unless you absolutely have to, don't start him. I would say yes to Santana Moss. Um, Anthony Armstrong I'd really only consider as a flex option if you need to. I'd say yes to running back Keelan Williams, yes to tight end Chris Cooley, no kicker, no defense, though, because the Giants will beat them, and they will beat them by at least 10 points. Five touchdowns. All right. For the Giants, you don't agree with me on this one, I can tell. For the Giants, I think Eli Manning is going to have a field day. I think you start running backs, Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw, in addition to Manning being startable. Um, Mario Manningham, uh, Eli Manning's half-brother, you start him. Kevin Boss has gotten more involved in the offense now with all the wide receiver injuries, so you start him as your tight end. You can start the Giants' defense, and you can start kicker Lawrence Tynes. He's going to be kicking field goals, extra points, you name it. No to wide receivers, Hakeem Nix and Steve Smith, because they're not going to be playing, which is a good reason not to start them. And maybe to wide receiver Derek Hagan. All right. Let's move on to a game you're probably less optimistic about a blowout happening in. <laughs> no, but I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I think this one is going to be close, and I think it will actually be quite entertaining to watch because Denver has the, the big aerial attack and no running attack and no defense to speak of, and Kansas City has a, a good, you know, the best running attack in the NFL and, and really just barely inadequate passing or defense. But... Uh, I, I think Kansas City is going to find a way to pull this out, and I'll go with a final score of Kansas City 30, Denver 27. I think this will be a good game. I think it will be close. I don't know if I necessarily feel as strongly about different pieces of each team as you do, but I I think this game could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver won. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City wins. Um, but I agree Kansas City may pull this out, but I, I think it's a last, you know, in the fourth quarter this game's decided, and I don't know if it's more than a touchdown that's going to separate them. Fantasy-wise for Denver, I think you can go ahead and start Kyle Orton. I'd start Brandon Lloyd and Jabbar Gaffney, and even go with no Sean Marino, but I would say no tight end, probably no kicker and no defense, because quite frankly I think you're right, there's just going to be a lot of scoring I don't think a defense is a good idea on either side of the ball this week. For Kansas City, I think you can go ahead and start both their running backs. Jamal Charles is obviously the, the one you'd want to have on your team, but if you have Thomas Jones on your team, that's okay. You can start him this week. Wide receiver uh, Dwayne Bowe has just been on fire pretty much you know, most of the season. You definitely start him. I'd go ahead and start uh, tight end Tony Moiaki and the kicker Ryan Suckup, who I think is going to decide the game with a late fourth quarter field goal. I'd say no to Kansas City's defense. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And maybe, depending on what, the, what your other options are, maybe you start quarterback Matt Castle and wide receiver Chris Chambers. But I think this game will be fun to watch, but Kansas City wins. I think you could start Matt Castle. I mean, probably in a two-quarterback league, but I think you could go ahead and start him. Maybe. It just depends how they decide to attack the Denver defense. I mean, they could attack it pretty much 
any way they want to. They could probably run fake punts all day and attack it that way, but uh, we'll see. But I, yeah, it should be a good game. So speaking of another game that may be fun to watch, only if you're a Packers fan, San Francisco, after that hard-fought win against the hapless Cardinals on Monday night, and I say hard-fought, tongue firmly planted in cheek, they're going on the road again this week. This week they're playing at Green Bay. This week they don't win. Green Bay wins this by around 10 points. I'll go with a final score of Green Bay 30, San Francisco 21. What do you think, Jana? I think this game has way more potential to be a blowout than the Giants-Redskins game. I think Green Bay wins by two touchdowns. Um, I just think Aaron Rodgers picks apart the 49ers. If you have 49ers players that you're looking to start, though, I would say Troy Smith is probably only a two-quarterback league start, and if then, still a little iffy for me. Um, I would start Michael Crabtree. I'd start Brian Westbrook and tight end Vernon Davis, but no kicker, no defense. I think they they get pretty well beaten (laughs) early and often. I think the Packers score. So what do you think of Westbrook and Dixon? Would you start either of them? I would start Westbrook. Um, I don't know if I'm totally sold on Dixon yet. Rookies make me a little nervous. I like to wait and see on them. But Brian Westbrook, he's a veteran. He's kind of wily. I'm I'm okay with giving him a nod this week. Huh. It just to me, he seems like he's at that point in his career where he's just going to be injured if he gets more than – I mean, I realize he didn't get injured Monday night, but it's probably because the 49ers had already used up their injury quota. But I wouldn't be surprised if Dixon outgames him. I'll just make a, that friendly bet with you, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll so, revisit that uh, next week. <laughs> okay, we'll revisit that. So and we have to talk about the Chargers later, too. I haven't forgotten. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. speaking of the Packers and blowouts, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to have a big game here, like Janice said. So you start him. If Greg Jennings is healthy enough to play, you start him. Um, tight end Anthony Corliss, if he plays, start him. Start the defense. Start kicker Mason Crosby. Wide receiver, Brand- I mean, running back Brandon Jackson, maybe. Wide receivers, Donald Driver, James Jones, and Jordy Nelson, maybe to all of them. Again, my problem with them is I just don't know who's going to get the targets from one week to the next, so it's difficult to say yes, definitely start them. It just depends what your other options are and how healthy they are and what their matchups look like this week. But yeah, I'm on the fence about them. But yeah, it might be an entertaining game to watch, but I, I, I wouldn't. this wouldn't be my first choice for a game this weekend. So, right. speaking well, of games that might might also be close but might not be all that interesting to watch, we've got Buffalo on the road this week at Minnesota. Buffalo, of course, had that heartbreaking overtime loss at home last week against the Steelers. Minnesota just had their last gasp against the Redskins. But I think Minnesota is going to win this game. Again, I don't have any particularly strong feeling about it. I don't think Minnesota's definitely not going to Buffalo is definitely not going to be anywhere near the playoffs, and Minnesota won't be either. But I'll give Minnesota the benefit of the doubt. I think they win this game regardless of whether Adrian Peterson is able to play. I'll go with a final score of Minnesota 24, Buffalo 20. I think Buffalo is going to pull out an upset this week. I don't know how how big of an upset this actually would qualify as. Huge upset. Right now? No, I don't think so. You're talking about Brett Favre's. Uh, yeah, and his 87 injuries and a head cold. Boo-hoo. Um, I think Buffalo wins. I think they win by touchdown. I don't think there's any you know, last-second heroics from Favre. I'm sure there will be an attempt, but I don't think it's going to work. I just think that I like what Ryan Fitzpatrick's doing. I think that Stevie Johnson comes out with a chip on his shoulder, and you know he dropped seven balls last week. He's very upset about the whole thing, as I'm sure everyone's seen and heard and read about on Twitter. Um, And I think you go ahead, you start Ryan Fitzpatrick, you start Steve Johnson, uh, maybe on Lee Evans. I would definitely start running back Fred Jackson. He had a 100-yard receiving game. I mean, he's a running back. This dude's racking up receiving yards, too. Um, I would say no tight end, no kicker, no defense, though. For the Vikings, if Adrian Peterson starts with his questionable ankle, you start him. If not, start Toby Gerhardt. 
Wide receivers, Sidney Rice and Percy Harvin, I would start both of them. I would start tight end Desante Shanko. I would start the Vikings defense. And I would start kicker Ryan Longwell, just for good measure. Favre, I'd be on the fence about him. He's questionable with, as Jana mentioned, pretty much every um, ailment that's listed in Gray's Anatomy there. So I, I say he's a maybe. And also wide receiver Greg Camarillo is a maybe for me. All right. Um, clearly this is moving right along. <laughs> we'll see. We've got we've got some games we disagree on, which is always fun. This game, I'm guessing mm-hmm. we're not going to disagree on. This is New Orleans at Cincinnati, and I don't think I'm going to be shocking anybody by predicting a New Orleans victory. I think the only thing that's in doubt is how close is the game. I think maybe a little bit closer. I don't think this is quite the blowout that some of the other that the Giants game for instance will be, but I think New Orleans wins this on the order of 28-17. Um I I can't really disagree with you there. I mean, I think New Orleans wins. I I don't think this is a huge scoring on either side of the ball, um but I think I don't really think it's ever going to be in doubt. Um, absolutely start Drew Brees, start Marquise Colston. All the other receivers are maybes. Yeah, Marquise Colston's only real consistent. You know it's going to get you enough fantasy points to be worth a start, in my opinion at least. Um, and I would say maybe to both running backs, Chris Ivory and Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was almost non-existent last week, and he lost a fumble. Uh, Chris Ivory's got injuries. It's not even certain if he plays or not. Um, if he doesn't play, that obviously gives Bush a neck up. But I would also say no to tight end Jeremy Shockey returning from that rid of injury. I would say yes to the kicker and yes to the defense, though. I don't think Cincinnati puts up a ton of points. I agree with you, and therefore the only guys I'd want to start on Cincinnati this week would be wide receiver Jordan Shipley and tight end uh, Jermaine Gresham. That's right, I'm recommending Jordan Shipley and not T.O. and Chad Ochocinco. Actually, I would say they're both maybes, but if I had to pick, I think Jordan Shipley, for whatever reason, seems to be on the way to becoming uh, one of Palmer's. I like Jordan Shipley a lot. I've had him on a couple of teams all year. He's fairly consistent in giving you at least eight or nine points each week, so I, I don't disagree. No, but it just seems kind of odd. You know, here you've got these two guys that have both played in a handful of Pro Bowls, and you know, here you've got Jordan Shipley, and here I am, and here you are telling people start Jordan <laughs> Shipley and leave those other two guys on the bench. I mean, Ocho Senko hasn't done much all season. I think he has like 600 yards receiving. T.O. has 900-something. But, yeah, it's it's it still seems a little strange to say that. But, all right, so you start Jordan Shipley, you start Jermaine Gresham. I would say no to Carson Palmer. Don't think he does much against New Orleans secondary. No to the Bengals' defense. No to kicker Clint Stitzer, whoever he is. They just signed him this week after the, the previous kicker uh, screwed up last week. So, And then maybe to Cedric Benson, and like I said, maybe to T.O. and Chad Ochocinco, but I still can't get over recommending Jordan Shipley over both of them, but uh, there you have it. I can tell. <laughs> All right. Speaking of a game that I'm a little bit more excited about, not because I think it's going to be a great game, but I think it involves the team that is arguably the best team in the AFC right now, and I'm sure Jenna's going to disagree with me there, but right now I think San Diego's playing as well as anybody. I think if you had to name the teams that have a chance to reach the Super Bowl from the AFC, there are only five. I would say San Diego, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, New York, that's it. Of course, San Diego has the history of under North Turner choking in the playoffs, and that'll probably continue, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they catch Kansas City and and end up winning that division, but uh, we'll see. So I'm going to pick San Diego to beat Oakland by a couple of touchdowns, more or less. I'll go with San Diego 27, Oakland 14. Obviously, I was wrong about San Diego last week. I can admit it. (laughs) Pardon me, I didn't hear that. I was wrong. (laughs) Um, But I am clearly not drinking the San Diego Kool-Aid. I've not been a fan Tastes of good. what they've been doing all year. Um, sorry, I just don't believe in them. I don't think they go far in the playoffs. I'm not excited about what they're doing, and I'm clearly the only one. Although I do have to point out that they have never lost a game in December under Norv Turner. Never. So 
Obviously, they do lose in January, they lose in November, but never in December. So clearly, all month, I'm going to pick the San Diego Chargers in December. (laughs) Yes, they clearly are better than Oakland. They will beat them this week. I like them more than I like Oakland, but that's not saying a ton. I no. I think they win by, by at least two touchdowns. I don't think this is going to be that fun to watch unless you're a Chargers fan. Um, Jason Campbell, looking like the starter this week for Oakland, really only use him in two quarterback leagues. There's not a ton of fantasy value happening there, but he is better than a lot of other options this week. Um, I would start Jacoby Ford at wide out, maybe Lewis Murphy. I would say yes to Darren McFadden at running back, but... No to the tight end or defense, although I might start their kicker. <laughs> I think that's probably where the majority of their points come from this week. For San Diego, you absolutely start quarterback Philip Rivers. No matter who his wide receivers are, even if he's throwing to cardboard cutouts, you, sign it, you start him. So you start him, you start, wide res- you start running back Mike Tolbert, who's been on fire lately. Assuming they're um, healthy enough to play, you start Malcolm Floyd and Legadu Nane, start tight end Antonio Gates, start the defense, and start kicker Nate Kading, who came back last week, and you know, he's still available on a lot of leagues' waiver wires, and as much as that offense is scoring lately, well, actually last week it was more the defense scoring, but as much as that team is scoring lately, I think he's someone you might want to consider picking up if your kicker is is of the mediocre variety. So as far as maybes, I would say running back Darren Sproles, again, depending on how many healthy wide receivers they have, he might play an important role in their offense. And Vincent Jackson and Patrick Creighton both look like they're going to miss the game, so no to them. And even if he plays, I would say no to Ryan Matthews. I'm just still questioning how healthy he is. Mike Tolbert is obviously more healthy, or healthier, excuse my grammar. Uh, Mike Tolbert is healthier, and he's also played better when he's been healthy than Matthews has when he's healthy. So, anyway, that's that's well, my take on this game. Ryan, Ryan Matthews practiced today, Mike Tolbert didn't. So that's something to keep in mind, although I'm not really excited about Ryan Matthews, so I, I'm not really arguing. Just well, he was my preseason choice for Rookie of the Year, but that's obviously not happening. So, here, I'll say it this time. I was that, wrong. So I've I still got some. I still got some life in my pick. Who's <laughs> Javid Best? Uh, yeah. yeah, at least he still happening. plays. But yeah, let's move on to me, maybe maybe the game I am least excited about for the entire week: Carolina at Seattle. <laughs> I agree. This is going to be a snooze fest, but I think. Seattle, just by virtue of having a better quarterback, I think they win this game, but that's really not saying much at this point. I'll go with Seattle 21, Carolina 17, but I I honestly think it makes no difference who wins this game. So, I mean, it makes a difference to the teams, but... I I feel like this game's going to be painful to watch. Like, I just... I mean, obviously I'm not going to watch it, and I don't think most people will, but I just... Like, I kind of cringe just looking at it on paper, even. <laughs> so if you want to torture um, Jana this weekend, kidnap her and drag her to a sports bar, tie her up and make her watch Seattle at, Car- at Carolina at Seattle, and then she'll probably uh, will not want to um, do the show next week. Fantasy-wise, I would say I don't think there's really any circumstance I can justify telling you to start Jimmy Clausen. Um, I'd rather start Donovan McNabb than Jimmy Clausen, I think, even though he's going against Seattle, which for almost anybody else would be a good matchup, but he's just not good. Jimmy Clausen um, or so Derek Anderson? Um, you know, I might go Derek Anderson. Oh, I, I disagree, but continue on interrupting. <laughs> Uh, I would say, so no Jimmy Clausen. I would say yes to Steve Smith, yes running back Mike Goodson, maybe Jonathan Stewart even. Uh, No tight end, no kicker, no defense. I think most of any yardage that's happening is coming off their run game this week. For Seattle, I also think this is the week where their run game is really going to take off. Marshawn Lynch hasn't done much since he's been traded to Seattle from Buffalo, but I think if he's ever going to have a good week and you're ever going to start him, this is the week to do it. Carolina's run defense is not very good, and I think Seattle knows that, and they're going to take advantage of that. So I would start Marshawn Lynch. If Mike Williams 
with his foot problem is healthy enough to play this week. You start him, start tight end uh, John Carlson, and start the defense. I would say no to Matt Hasselbeck just because I don't think he's going to throw for a ton of yards. I think they're going to be running the ball most of the game. No to kicker Orlando Mare. Maybe to running back Justin Forsett and maybe to wide receivers Deion Butler and Ben Ogomanu, who's had three or four good games in a row very quietly since uh, Hesselbeck has come back. So he's somebody that if you're in need of a wide receiver and he's still out there on the waiver wire, you might want to pick him up. All right. Now this is the game I really would not want to watch this weekend. Maybe I mean St. Louis can be entertaining to watch, but Arizona that's just the fact that they're still within striking distance of the lead in the division that just makes me cringe. Just shows you how bad that division is. But anyway, I think St. Louis is going to take the stuffing whatever remains out of Arizona this week and I think they're going to beat them by three touchdowns. I think they'll win this game 34-14. Okay, it's not exactly three touchdowns, but as we say in government work, it's close enough. <laughs> um, you know, I don't I don't feel that bad about this game. I I think I I may watch part of it. Um, I kind of I kind of like what Sam Bradford's doing in St. Louis. I don't think Arizona can be as bad as they were last week, but I've been wrong before, obviously, so I could be wrong about this. <laughs> Um, fantasy wise for, for St. Louis, yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> fantasy wise for St. Louis, I'd say you can go ahead and start Sam Bradford in two quarterback leagues. Although, uh, wide receiver wise, he's channeling his inner Drew Brees. Last week, eight different players caught passes from him. So, really, the only one I would say is a definite start would be Denny Amendola out of the bunch, but. Uh, otherwise, it's kind of a crapshoot, and quite frankly, I don't think there's a ton of value in any of the others that are hanging around there. Uh, yes to running back, Steven Jackson, obviously, but no tight end, no kicker. I would start the defense, though, just by virtue of Arizona not being good. And speaking of Arizona not being good, I'm going to keep this short, simple, and sweet. You start wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe you start wide receiver Steve Breston. Other than that, nah, nothing. Not even no running backs, no Tim Hightower, crickets, nothing. Crickets chirping, nothing, nothing going on there. Let's let's move along. All right, I think you're going to be wrong about Tim Hightower, but let's look at okay. Atlanta Tampa Bay, which will be a better game. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, yeah. We right now everybody's back on the, the the Atlanta bandwagon and saying that they're the team to beat in the NFC. Uh, not so sure about that. I think they're good, but maybe not quite that good. Tampa Bay's secondary is actually half decent, so I'm going to go with Atlanta winning this game 24-21. How's that strike you? Uh, I actually, I I think Atlanta wins. I think this game's close the whole way, though. I think Tampa Bay definitely is going to hang in. Um, I just think. Atlanta's got more big play potential with Roddy White. Um, I would definitely start Matt Ryan, definitely start Roddy White. If Michael Jenkins plays, I I might consider him as a flex option. I would say yes to Michael Turner running back. Obviously, Tony Gonzalez, the tight end, is a great option. And I, I would go yes to the kicker. And depending how good you feel about Tampa Bay, their defense is an option. I I don't know if it's a, a good one because I think Tampa Bay will hang in, but I don't think this is going to be a hugely high-scoring game on either side. So for Tampa, uh, Josh Freeman has been a mystery this year. He He seems to play just well enough to win, but not really well enough to help your fantasy team. I think that pattern probably continues this week, but just because I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to do much on the ground against Atlanta. I think he's going to have to throw more than he usually does, and therefore I think he's worth starting this week to see what happens there. So you start Josh Freeman, and I would start Mike Williams, assuming that he's not arrested between now and Sunday. You would start tight end Kellen Winslow and start the defense just because I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think they're going to do much on the ground, so no to running backs. Um, 
Garrett Blunt and Cadillac Williams, no to wide receiver Aurelius Ben, and no to kicker Connor Barth. All right, pretty easy. Do you really want to talk about this next game? Um, I want to talk about it, but I don't know how much good I have to say about it. <laughs> okay, so now we've got Dallas coming off of that heartbreaking loss on Thanksgiving Day to New Orleans, and Roy Williams probably feels even worse than Steve Johnson does, if that's possible. And you've got them traveling to Indianapolis, and that's probably a hornet's nest now after they got embarrassed on the national TV against San Diego at home last week. I don't think they can get embarrassed two weeks in a row. I know Peyton Manning hasn't been playing particularly well lately, but all that does is make it make Philip Rivers a better choice for MVP this year. But anyway, Indianapolis, I think they win this game 34-21. I don't think it's that close. Um, you know, I've been asked by a few people how I can be so cynical about my favorite team. Um, and my answer is that by week two, I think we all kind of knew that this was not going to end well for the Cowboys. So I've had a lot of time to come to terms with how dysfunctional and terrible we are right now. And I feel like Indianapolis has to beat them probably by at least 10 points. Peyton Manning's going to be cranky. He got shown up last week. And Dallas, quite frankly, doesn't have a ton to go against that. (laughs) And they're in Indianapolis. So I just I don't have a lot of great feelings about what Dallas can bring to the table here. I mean, our biggest weapon, in my opinion, Jason Witten, the tight end. Indy has the best defense against tight ends in the league, so he's not going to be as good as he normally is. Fantasy-wise for Dallas, I would say only start John Kitna in a two-quarterback league. Um, I would start Des Bryant and Miles Austin. I would not start Roy Williams, although I really never do. I have... Nothing good to say about him as a cowboy. Um, no to Marion Barber. He's probably not playing this week or next week. I would say yes to Felix Jones. To Shard Choice would be an interesting option on the waiver wire or as a flex player because he is going to get more touches this week and probably next week, and he has a lot of big play potential in him. He is a good running back and available in a lot of leagues. Um, I would still start tight end Jason Witten, even though the Colts' defense is pretty gnarly for tight ends, mainly because I think he's better than the average tight end, and I think John Kitten is going to have to look to him a lot from Indy's defense. Uh, No kicker, no defense. There's no value to be had there. For Indianapolis, I would start Peyton Manning, obviously. You want to start wide receivers Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garçon. They should both have big games. Start Jacob uh, Tammy, the tight end. He should have a big game. Start the defense. Start kicker Adam Vinatieri. I would say no to Joseph Adai, who's questionable still with that neck injury. Um, no to wide receiver Austin Colley, who's listed as questionable with his concussion, but I wouldn't bet on him playing. And I'd say maybe to Donald Brown, who's looked, he's gotten a little more involved in the offense the last couple weeks, but still probably not worth starting in a league, especially if you have a playoff berth on the line this week. Yeah, I just, I mean, I obviously will watch this game, but I don't know how pretty it's going to be for Cowboys fans. Yeah, probably not very. <laughs> so now we get to two of the the better games of the week, so kudos to the NFL schedulers when they put this slate together. The Sunday night game, we've got Pittsburgh at Baltimore, and this this is a tough one. I, I think it could go either way, but I'm going to give the nod to Baltimore. They're playing at home, and I just think they're a little more solid overall as a team right now and I'm, I I think their defense is starting to gel and I'll go with them to win this game by score of 2017 but should be a, a good battle between two strong defenses um, I mean obviously this is one of the marquee games and it's nice to have games in prime time this week that aren't going to be terrible <laughs> there's been a little bit too much of that lately Um I I think Pittsburgh is going to pull this one out, but I think this is 
I think this is going to be a little more scoring than the last few Pittsburgh-Baltimore matchups. I just think there's going to be more points on both sides of the ball. Not necessarily a ton, but I think there's going to be at least 14 on both sides. Uh, I would start Ben Roethlisberger. I know he's wandering around a boot. I just, I it's his plant foot, but I think he's able to play through it. Um, I'd probably start Mike Wallace and Heinz Ward too. I'd still start Richard Mendenhall. I know he's going into Baltimore defense, but I would say no to the tight end, yes to the kicker, and you know I think I'd still start their defense. I think they're going to edge out Joe Flacco. I do love Joe Flacco, but I just think this isn't his week. For Baltimore, I would start wide receivers Anquan Baldwin and Derek Mason. I would start tight end Todd Heap. I would start the defense, and I would start kicker Billy Cundiff. I would say no to running backs Ray Rice and Willis McGahee. I know Ray Rice, some people would say you have to start him every week. I'm obviously not one of them. And I'd say no to wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada and maybe to Joe Flacco. Not real excited about him this week, but see what your other options are. You could probably get away with starting him. I think he's better than a lot of other options that are out there right now. I mean, there's a lot of not great quarterbacks starting this week, and by default, I think Joe Flacco is one of the better options, even though he's going against the Pittsburgh defense. I'm not sure he's one of the top 12 this week, but we'll see. I don't know if I'd start him in the top 12, but he might be, you know, 13 or 14 of the guys that are actually starting this week. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, (laughs) anything else on this game? Nope. All right, now we have the game that is already getting more hype than than it ever deserves, and that's the Jets at New England for the Monday night game. And we've heard about Rex Ryan saying that he came to New York to kick Bill Belichick's ass, and we've heard all the back and forth between the players, how Tom Brady can't stand the Jets, and blah, 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 blah. But it should be an entertaining game in spite of all the the sideline stuff. And much as it pains me to say this, living in New York, I think New England is going to find a way to pull this out. I go with a final score of New England 30, Jets 28. I think New England wins by 10 points. I'm so sick and tired of the Jets. I'm not a Mark Sanchez fan. Rex Ryan, I just would not mind never seeing again. He's so irritating. And I'm so sick of his antics. I don't find it amusing. I just find it irritating. And I If he coached the Cowboys, you would love him. No, I wouldn't. I I don't like any of the Cowboy coaches for the most part. <laughs> you wouldn't um, have liked Tom Landry. Everybody likes Tom Landry. He's an institution, but that's not the point. The point is the Jets are losing this game. They're losing by 10 points. Mark Sanchez is not going to look great. And I just think New England is a better team. And I think that's going to show. And I think they're going to be above the Jets' shenanigans, if you will. (laughs) I would say you can start Mark Sanchez in a two-quarterback league. Um, I don't think he's in the top 12, especially matchup-wise this week. Um, I think there's still a fair amount of fantasy value. They're going to put up points. I don't I mean, it's not like I think they're getting shut out this week. I think you can start Santonio Holmes. You can start Braylon Edwards. You can start LaDainian Tomlinson and maybe look at Sean Green as a flex player. I don't think he's necessarily a must-start. I definitely think Dustin Keller, the tight end, you definitely should start. I would say no to the kicker, and, you know, I might even start their defense. Even though I think New England's going to win, I don't think this is hugely scoring. So what do you think a final score might be for the game, then? If You know, something like 21-13 or 20-10. I don't think there's a – I mean, I know there. it's Tom Brady, and I know, you know, it's some people think Mark Sanchez is an elite quarterback, but I don't think there's a ton of points. I think it's going to be close, but I don't know. I just I, – I feel like this game's going to go differently than a lot of other people think it is. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think the Jets are going to try to run all day and New England's going to pass all day and whoever's more successful will win, but we'll see. New England, you start Tom Brady because that's all he's going to do is pass all game, I think. 
you start wide receivers Wes Welker and Dion Branch, who is obviously happy to be back in New England, and you start kicker Shane Graham. I would say no to running backs Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and Danny Woodhead. I just don't see them doing much against the Jets' defense. And I would say no to the Patriots' defense because I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. And I would say maybe to tight ends Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. A few weeks ago, everyone was touting Hernandez, and Gronkowski was kind of an afterthought. And now the seesaw has kind of uh, gone in the other direction now. So... I mean, I, I I was definitely I was definitely all over the Aaron Hernandez bandwagon. I picked him as one of my sleepers this year, but I just feel like you don't know which one's going to be the hot hand, and I don't know if I you agree. can start either of them. That's why I would say they're both maybes. If if you know, it's between him and somebody like Bo Scaife, you know, obviously you start either of these tight ends over them. But you know, if I yeah, I'm just not real excited about either of them this week. So. That's about it, I think, for the the games. Did we yeah. anything else you want to add on those? No, no, I feel pretty good about what we did. Although we definitely right. need to revisit some of these things next week because I'm obviously going to be right, <laughs> as you always are. Um, clearly. <laughs> right. Um, but since we have a few minutes, let's look at some discussion topics. Um. Maybe let's start with, would you do anything differently or should you do anything differently for the final week or two of the regular season if you're still looking at a shot to get in the playoffs or to, you know, you're on the the bubble? What do you think? I think you do. I I know that there are some people that say you always start your studs no matter what, if it's Peyton Manning or Chris Johnson or, or, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, you always start them. I tend to disagree with that. I I think I probably look at matchups a little bit more than most people do. And I think if you've got a quarterback who's got a big name but has a lousy matchup in a given week, there's nothing wrong with starting somebody who's got a a lesser name and a, a better matchup. So, for instance, this week, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger's matchup against the Ravens' defense whereas I think Chad Henney could potentially have a very big game against Cleveland's defense. So if I had a choice between the two, I might very well start Chad Henney this week over Ben Roethlisberger, just as an example of of using that kind of uh, matchup analysis to determine who my starters would be. What's your reaction to that, Jana? Um, As always, I tend to disagree with you. We play fantasy football totally differently. Um, which makes for for good shows, but <laughs> I'm one of those people that I have, you know, I have a method to my madness. I, you know, how how I weigh matchups and and fantasy clout and whatnot. I I do the same thing I do every week. I play every week like it's, you know, gonna make or break my playoff shot. You know, I just I have a system. It works. You know, in some instances better than others, but I'm not gonna take more risks or, you know, play the matchups more than I normally would. I, I have a way I do it, and I just stick with it. So that's something for the listeners to weigh on, too. If you don't get a chance tonight, since we're just about out of time, yeah, let us know during the week what you think about that, and we can always revisit that next week. So um, in the few nanoseconds we have left, any waiver wire pickups that you want to recommend for people this week? In case they um, I think there are, I think there's some there are some good running back options out there. I I would be interested in maybe Brian Westbrook, maybe Toby Gerhart. Tashard Choice is owned in a fair amount of leagues, but still available in a, a large part. But I think running back wise, there's a, since there's so much going on, I think there's I can swoop in and pick some guys up that may maybe will help you get into the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, those those are good options. I also think Maurice Morris might still do something in Detroit, and also I'm not on the Brian Westbrook bandwagon. I, I think Anthony Dixon might actually be a better play there, but we'll see. How about quarterbacks? Any any recommendations there if we need somebody for this week? You know, maybe maybe Bruce Storin in Detroit. It sounds like Sean Hill may be done for the year, some people are saying. So, 
I, I think that's an option. I just think there's it's pretty picked over quarterback wise on the waiver wire in most leagues. Jason Campbell, yes, no against the Chargers. I I hate Jason Campbell. I don't ever want him on one of my teams. So okay. for most people, that might be an option. Not for me though. <laughs> okay. All right. Jimmy Clawson um, or Jason time, Campbell. Um, but we got to wrap this up. Next week we'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern, as we are all season. We'll be looking at the games, injuries. As always, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. We'll answer your questions Sunday morning if you have final questions. Or you can email us at gmail.com under the same handle. And find us on fantasyfootballsherpa.com blog or the Sherpa's Football Musings on the Huffington Post. Thank you so much for listening, and good luck in your leagues this week. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Have a great weekend.